It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Welcome to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Stephen A. Smith said it correctly, Key. They should be seeking permission to get back to Miami as soon as possible because last night was an embarrassment. But before we get into that, Key, you and I were having a little workshop session. We were talking about the Kardashians because Devin Booker is not in the NBA Finals playing for the Phoenix Suns, and it led us to create a little bit of a competition here. And the competition is all the basketball players the Kardashian family has dated Allegedly. Alle- uh, that's right. Thank you for correcting me on the proper terminology. Allegedly dated. Would you rather, do you think they have a better odds to win a championship? Or would you rather go, do you think this would be a better festival concert with all the alleged rappers they've dated? Okay. Festival concert. So more like uh, like the Coachello kind of deal, right? Yeah, I'm talking about all that. Like the stagecoach Coachello, that kind of concert. So okay. what is your money worth, seeing this team, betting on them to get to the NBA Finals and winning it, or do you think you're at the time of your life at this concert? Okay? So here's the lineup. Here's for the basketball players. James Harden, Ben Simmons, Lamar Odom, Tristan Thompson, Kyle Kuzma, Chris Humphreys. Here's the coach. Rick Fox, Jordan Clarkson, and Devin Booker. That's one hell of a team, Key. That's eight strong. And so they allegedly have dated these men yes. as NBA players, as a family, not one individual person. As a family. Yep. As a family. As a family. Okay. So eight players. You have James Harden, Ben Simmons, Devin Booker, three guys who were max guys, max players. Jordan Clarkson, damn near close as well. Okay. All right, here are the rappers. I'm here sure we... you're missing a couple. But okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, Rashad McCants, but there's a lot of other ones that aren't don't have the same name value, but yeah. I'll leave that alone. A couple, eight, nine, yeah. ten. I feel like eight was a respectable number. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. that's fine, but I mean, on the bench, as you go down yeah. the bench, you – Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about depth off the bench. Okay. Here are the rappers. We got French Montana, Trey Songs. Oh, Trey Songs going through it. Travis Scott. Kanye West, Tiger, Aesop Rocky, Ray J, and Travis Barker. So that's the entertainment. That's the music side. That's the music side of it. That that's a that's pretty that's a pretty strong show to Didn't see. Then one of them, do you, I think one of them allegedly, I think one of them was tinkering around with Drake for a minute. But whatever. Are we throwing? Not, are, we, are we throwing? That's not really a conference. Are we throwing the six in there? Okay. That's not, yes. The who? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, well, I call it the six. You know, Toronto, T-Dot, oh. man. Um, um, yeah, I'll throw. Oh, so let's throw Drake. I mean, I if Drake, went, say, if Drake goes in there. That's a landslide. I would say, no. That's a landslide with him, without him, because you, you got you got multiple producers, mad production. You got mad production, right? Travis Barker gonna mix it up with the he got the he got the rock stuff going like like James Steele, like our. Uh, James love that, right? Plus he got the whole I mean, look. You seen the whole wedding in Portofino? Oh like that. yeah, he, he can, got it all. He got it all. He can collab with Kanye, who mix it up a little bit. Oh yeah, no, nah, they win that in a landslide. 
I Can think Kanye, right. Kanye may win just off his boots alone. You see the new And boots? they all small dudes, too. <laughs> they all t- – that's a – that's so weird, small though. Small lineup. Yeah, big lineup. That's a small, small lineup. lineup versus a big lineup. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, they got some weird taste. It's just a, out of the depth in the basketball lineup is pretty ridiculous. I mean, Tristan Thompson's going to get your rebounds now. Kyle Kuzma put in work. Rick Fox. Yeah, but they're not going to win. They're not going to win no championship. I, with Devin Booker and James, well, James nah. Harden, Ben Simmons, I wonder how that will work. No, they're not going to win a championship. If you roll five of the, if you roll the best five off that team, they not they not going to win a championship. Jay, is Chris Jenner being the coach? Because if she's the coach, I don't know. They might win a chip because she she makes magic happen. Let's be honest. No, about the, it. the 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 that musical why festival. Do, why do I feel like you have to... some Kardashian stories that you're not sharing with us? No, 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 I'm not, no, I don't know anything about anything about anything. Keep me away. Yeah, I don't, I leave them folks alone, man. When I see them, I say hi and I keep it moving. Um, but the festival side certainly will pack a 150,000 seat stadium for sure. Yeah, the festival side seems like oh, it's yeah, championship sure. caliber. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking absolutely. Of, Keith, speaking of championship caliber, I mean, Miami got blitz last night. From the beginning. I mean, Boston Celtics came out. It was 18-1 to 1 in the first quarter. The starters combined for the Miami Heat scored 12 points in the first half, Key. Derek White, who started for Marcus Smart, almost single-handedly outscored the Miami Heat starters by himself in the first half. So, I, I mean, look, I, for me, frankly, I, I, I take this scouting report, this box score, I balled up. I throw it in the garbage because it, the Miami Heat got blitzed. But when you think about it overall, Key, the Celtics have won 14 of the 16 quarters. And I know that we're still going to count in the Miami Heat to have a chance to get to the NBA Finals. It just feels like they're losing hope by the day with all these injuries to Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, the knee, Tyler Hero out with the left groin. And I know Boston has their thing too, but they just seem like they have so much more offensive firepower. Would you agree with that? No, they do. And if you look, if you hear what Stephen A. said about what the Miami Heat should be doing about heading back to Miami, to you know, they need a, a permission to go back to Miami. If they decide to play like they played yesterday in game five, they're going to be in trouble. They cannot, uh, uh, Bam can't shoot the ball five times. Okay, Kyle Lowry can't come up missing. Uh, I don't know what's going to – I don't know about uh, Tucker. I don't know what Tyler Hero's ability is, but Jimmy Butler can't be the only guy on the floor, and then especially if he's only going to score six points. So Stephen A. Smith actually went off last night after the game because he wasn't impressed with the Heat's performance. Check this out. Five starters have no excuse for combining for 18 points in a 48-minute game. That is beyond pathetic. It's one of those things where they should literally seek permission to get back to South Beach for crying out loud. They shouldn't even be allowed being that damn awful. So they got some making up to do. Pat Riley knows this. Eric Spolster knows this. And I know they'll be able to point to the fact that the referees didn't call the game in their favor, which was relatively predictable coming into this game down 2-1 on the road. But in the end, five starters combined for 18 points. That's an average of six points 
per starter. If that ain't pathetic, I don't know what is. So, Key, I got to agree with him, man. Historically, it's one of the poorest performance of an NBA starters that we've seen in the history of the league, right? Like, this is the very first playoff game that an entire starting lineup was outscored by a player from its bench since starters were first tracked in 1970-71. Victor Oladipo scored 23 points off the bench, which is more than the starters combined who had scored 18. And by the way, Keith, they had 12 at halftime. I mean, now, was it that they was just, I don't know, coasting along and figured once they were down for so much that they didn't have a chance to come back and close the gap? I just feel like they couldn't buy a bucket in the first quarter key, and Victor Oladipo made a three that made it 18-4. to four, And you kind of felt like, okay, like now maybe they're getting their sea legs up underneath them. They'll find their rhythm to get back in this game. But it just felt like throughout the entire game, and this has been a series of runs, right? But each team has clawed their way back to a certain degree before the team that's been up has fended them off. But last night, I think the thing that was more shocking than anything is that you didn't see Miami make a run. They were literally left for dead on the court. And that's the problem you have if you're a Heat fan. You're worried about does your team have enough left in the tank to actually make this a series when it's going back to South Beach? That's the question. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, is I don't – doubt Eric Spolster will make the necessary adjustments going back to South Beach that in front of his home crowd, he's a hell of a coach. He he can combat exactly what they need to do to get back out in front and take another 3-2 to two lead instead of letting Boston go back to Boston 3-2 to try to close it out. I just look at guys like that when they've been in this situation. He has the familiarity. He also has the experience with being in tough situations like this. Yeah, Eric Spolster's going to have to pull one, pull Rabbit out of the hat because he's going to need to put something together with a very hobbled-up team right now to go back and defend home court. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go from the NBA to Major League Baseball and bring in Hall of Fame pitcher Nolan Ryan. Good morning, Nolan. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So tell us about Facing Nolan, which premieres tonight in theaters nationwide. Well, <laughs> I'm real pleased with the job that they did on the documentary, and uh, it was uh, I really hadn't had an interest in doing that, and uh, my family convinced me that I needed to do it, so I agreed to it, and it's been in the, about a year and a half in the works, and the guys did a really good job with it, I think. Nolan, you know, a lot of opponents and former teammates are part of this amazing documentary that's out on you. Who are you most looking forward to and hearing from, and why so? Well, I think it's interesting to, to uh, see what the thoughts were of uh, people that you faced over the years, and uh, you know, my I know what my attitude was, and trying to get them out, and what I had to do to to try to get them out, and then so you, I find it interesting to hear what they have to say when they were facing you and, and their thought process. Nolan, I'm curious, did you know how intimidating you were to hitters before this? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I, I guess I really never thought about it. Uh, it was just a mindset of <clears throat> what I need to do to get them out in, in my mind. Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame pitcher, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So, 
when you look at Major League Baseball now, Nolan, and you check out some of the guys that's pitching, Clayton Kershaw got pulled in seven innings uh, this past April. He went into seven with a perfect game, like a dream scenario come true. He was pulled. How would you have reacted if that would have happened to you in seven innings, knowing that guys like you went the distance? Well, I wouldn't have viewed that favorably. You know, I felt like that uh, in his situation, they should have gotten the bullpen up and had somebody ready. And as soon as somebody got on, then they go out and take him out of the game. But uh, very seldom, I think there's been 27 perfect games thrown in the history of the game. And so I think when somebody's in that position, uh, they ought to do what they can to enable them to finish a game like that. Uh, Nolan, what's the biggest difference now as you look at the pitchers that are on the mound versus when you pitched with the great ones? Oh, I think their mindset about going deep into the game and, and the way they use pitching nowadays, I think they underutilize uh, pitching in the game because they don't go with their starters longer. They don't want them to pitch through the opposing lineup third time, and I think that uh, when you have a Tom Seaver or a Bob Gibson, uh, you certainly want them out there as long as they possibly can keep you in the game. So, Nolan, with with that being said, who are your favorite pitchers to watch? Like, who do you enjoy watching in today's game? Oh, I uh, saw Jared Cole pitch when he was here with Houston, and I followed him pretty closely. Um, I think that uh, the way they use starting pitchers now, I don't much think of them as starters from the standpoint of the way we used to view starters because – uh, you're lucky if you get them through five or six innings. No, so much of, around baseball has been made about the time it takes for games. I'm not sure where you stand on that, but do you see as the game is becoming more modernized, uh, even like having the baseball shot clock to a degree, a pitcher's shot clock uh, or pitch count, do, do you do you see that changing anytime soon for the better or for the worse? <laughs> Well, I'll be surprised if it changes to have any impact on the time of the game. I know my son Reed asked me one time, he said, what would you do uh, to speed the game up? I said, I'd do away with batting gloves because every time a pitch is thrown, the hitter steps out and adjusts his batting gloves, and we end up standing around watching these guys and make these adjustments and and I don't think they need to step out of the box. They need to stand in the box, you know, and you look at uh, people like Willie Mays and Henry Aaron, they never wore batting gloves. Mm. Nolan Ryan, Hall of Fame pitcher, joins us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the great Nolan Ryan. Nolan, how would you feel in this day and age if you were pitching about the pitch clock? Well, I think that it's important that a pitcher gets a ball and, and – gets back on the mound and pitches as quickly as he can because you're asking your the players to stand out in the outfield or the infield on their legs. And in the summertime when it's hot, I think it takes a lot out of them over a three-hour game. And so I think it's important that a pitcher gets the ball and throws. Nolan, you got the New York Mets are in third place in the National League. Steve Cohen has really came on board and, and made a huge splash. 
obviously a lot of their pitchers are hurt and DeGrom and others. But I'm curious, you know, playing for the Mets, what do you think that means to New York City having a team opposite the Yankees again that are willing to pay and spend to be at the top? Well, I think that uh, it's good for all of baseball, for both the New York teams to be in the race uh, throughout the year because of the amount of people that follow both of those teams. And so I think it's really good for the game. Facing Nolan is a movie that transcends beyond baseball fandom and one that everyone will enjoy, said Cole Harper, partner with Utopia. It's a four-quadrant film that families, couples, and people of all ages absolutely must see. This isn't just a sports documentary. It's a romantic comedy, a love letter wrapped in baseball. And while Nolan may be the star, it's truly Ruth Ryan at the center of it all. End quote. That's incredible. The documentary premieres tonight in theaters around the country in a one-night event. Nolan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. He'd strike you out yesterday, Jay. I don't. I don't got that in me, Key. But I mean, the. I mean, watching him and footage of him back in the day, it, it's interesting. You know, thinking about if you deem yourself to be intimidating from his perspective, and hearing him say that he never really thought about himself that way. He was too focused on trying to get the batter out. I mean, yeah. I, seeing excerpts of it, people found this dude to be one of the most intimidating pitchers in all baseball. Yeah. See, I caught him in the end. Basically, I caught him with the Astros in the end uh, because the Astros were in the NL before. They used to be in the Dodgers. That was one of their big rivals. So I got a chance to see him play a lot, uh, pitch a lot when I was a kid. How was it? I know they had to call him the Ryan Express. Um, I mean, he was was, was ridiculous. I mean, it was one of the tickets that you would go see. You know, Nolan Ryan and uh, uh, pitching against – whomever, you you would roll out and go watch Nolan Ryan pitch and hope that he goes as close to the distance as possible. Look, man, it's one of those things that I just feel like in baseball, you get a chance to see the game transcend and for him to talk about some of the pitchers he would like to see in today's game. It's just crazy with the technology, the the way that guys can come back from injuries. uh, The game has just revamped itself to another degree. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, look. All right. Yeah, that's that's the easy one. <laughs> Key, I, I, I'm going to get back to it for one second just because I, I can't. And you know sometimes my monkey brain goes here. I really am starting to think that the basketball team for the Kardashians will, will win the world championship. What? Don't judge me. I'm just trying to tell you. I, I don't know that they're going to win the world championship. What are you talking about? You got Kyle Kuzma. You got the whole team. No, because you got Clarkson, okay, Devin, so D. Book. If you, is if two you five got Book, Book and Harden are going to play the guard okay. position. Book and Harden, going, guard. you got Jordan Clarkson off the bench. You got Kyle well, Who's your three and four? Kyle Kuzma at the three, Lamar Odom at the four. Or you can do Ben good. Simmons at the four and have Lamar Odom at the three. So you got your, so you're primarily the, the what? <laughs> what? 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 Are you what? trying to say something? What? <laughs> so you're going to get your, your scoring from okay. James Harden yeah. and Devin Booker. And James Harden. That's what I said. And, and James jo- Harden and Devin and Booker. And Jordan Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson has won six man of the year multiple times. You got and then that? your big is, is, is Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, yes. And you yeah. also have Chris Humphreys. And an old-ass Rick Fox coming off the bench. Well, Pretty Ricky is cool, though. That's what I'm saying. Pretty Ricky is like the play, 
pretty rookies like the nah, Bill they Russell still. Teams. You can't win. Nah, you ain't gonna be win a championship. You you close. It ain't far yeah, you off. close. It ain't far you off. Got but. Ben Simmons, lockdown defender. Tristan, who gives you rim protection. Jordan, Devin Booker, James Harden, who score buckets off anybody. I mean, Kyle Kuzma come off the bench, score. You tell me what better team you got. I mean, you may need one other player, but you got wing defenders, you got shooters, and you got size. And you so got are you asking them to find one other player? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they eventually will. But, I mean, that, that speaks for itself, right? Don't judge me. I'm yeah. just saying. All right. All right. Coming up, how important are OTAs to QBs? Oh, we'll talk about that one coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Wait until you hear what one of our insiders says about a two-time all-star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bot, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. All right, Key. Now it's time to bring in the man, the myth, on beat. Yes, I'm talking on beat. Greg Olson, Fox NFL analyst, 14-year NFL veteran. Greg, how you doing today, my man? Doing great. How's it going? What's up, Big Greg? How you guys doing? Appreciate you having me on. Man, we're doing good. Tell me a little bit about uh, bringing back Tide in University for a second year and how exciting you are to have this event. Yeah, we're we're pretty fired up. You know, last year it kind of just happened organically. I was I was I, I had just retired early last off season, and uh, me and Kittle were me and George Kittle were kind of texting back and forth. And he's like, you know, why don't you come down to Nashville? A bunch of guys, you know, live down here in the off season. Like five or six NFL tight ends live down here in the off season. We train together. Why don't you come down, spend some time with us in the summer? And and you know, from that conversation, we were like, I wonder if there's a larger opportunity here. And we started reaching out to a lot of our buddies across the across the league. Uh, Travis Kelsey got involved. So the three of us just started kind of reaching out to guys. And, and next thing you know, we had like 50 tight ends that were interested in coming. So we threw the event together kind of last minute, and it was a huge success. So we're doing it again. Um, Charmin has come on to be kind of – to be our presenting sponsor and title sponsor this year. And we think we're going to have over 75, 80 guys, um, you know, from rookies to, you know, 15-year vets to, that are going to call come together in Nashville and spend two or three days and, and really just – pick each other's brains, share some information, get out on the field, in the classroom, maybe hit up a couple uh, of the Nashville bar scene a little bit and, and just have a good time. <laughs> so we're looking forward to coming back for year two. Who's throwing to you guys, though? Whose quarterbacks actually come out and throw? 
Yeah, so we get a mix of guys. So I think this year, um, you know, I think we're going to be able to get a few. Last year we had, um, you know, Bethard came, who played with George and lives down there, a couple other local quarterbacks. Um, the young kid from the Jets, um, you know, uh, Wilson, he's coming out. Um, we're trying to get Mahomes. Kelsey's promising us that he thinks he's going to be able to get him. We would love for Mahomes to come out. Uh, we got a couple um, young college guys, a couple, a couple local guys down in Nashville. So we we get plenty. We get we have plenty of balls in the air, but we really spend a lot of the time on, you know, the nuances of it. You know, the the route running, the footwork, getting in and out of your breaks, um, understanding leverage and how to set up routes. You know, we, we spend a lot of time really dissecting, you know, the the details of it as opposed to just a million routes, a million balls in the air. So. We have five or six quarterbacks each year, so we we have enough to go around. And uh, the guys really embrace the the time on the field together and picking each other's brain and and really studying the details of what makes a good player or a good route runner. Um, so that that's probably the highlight of the whole week is, is spending time together on the field. Greg Olson, 14-year NFL veteran, Fox NFL analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Greg, I know that Key asked about who was going to be the quarterback at your. Uh, you know, at your camp that you have going on coming up. But I'm curious, George Kittle says that Jimmy G slash Trey Lance, they're in a QB battle and it's a toss-up. How do you view this whole process for the 49ers heading into the season? Yeah, I think it's tough. I think, you know, they, they gave up so much in last year's draft to take Lance, you know, to trade up and take him. They gave up so many other picks. They gave up so much you know, draft capital that, you know, at some point you just got to play him. You know, at some point he's got to go in and you got to find out, you know, what this kid's got. And, you know, anytime you make such a commitment, especially at the quarterback position, you got to find out at some point, you know, what, you, what you're dealing with. And, and I know last year they felt they had a, they had an, you know, a, a roster that was, that was set to compete and the veteran stability of, of, of Jimmy G and, and the, the, the kind of what he gave them and they thought they could make a run. And for the most part, he had a pretty solid season and, you know, but it just seems it's inevitable that, you know, regardless of, of how well Garoppolo played last year, when you, when you have a young talented kid like Lance on your roster, like you got to give him a chance at some point to get those reps with the starters, not be splitting reps, every, every OTA, every mini camp, all through training camp. Like this kid needs the reps. He needs the time under center. He needs to be in the huddle with the starters and you can figure out what you have. And, and I always, you know, I just, I always struggle with they, they get these young guys and they want to go into quarterback battles. They want to go, you know, they did it last year, you know, up in Chicago, right. With Justin Fields. He doesn't get any of the starter reps all off season. He doesn't get any of the starter reps during training camp. They, you know, they, they start in a different direction. And the next thing you know, halfway through the season, he's your starter. Well, think about how much better he would have been if for the last six months, he got all of those reps, all of those walkthrough reps, all of those time, you know, in the huddle with the guys in practice, like, at some point, you got to rip the Band-Aid off and just throw these young guys out there and see what you got. Greg, I know Jimmy G is coming off surgery, and we'll see how he continues to pan out after that. Uh, but still, I mean, very serviceable quarterback. He only takes you to, you know, championship games to a degree. Do you think there's any chance he'll be on the roster when it's all said and done at the start of the season? Yeah, listen, if Trey Lance wasn't on the roster, if they didn't make such a heavy commitment to trade up and draft him, you know, Jimmy G has shown that he can be a very a winning quarter. I mean, all the guy does is win. He's taken him, you know, on some good runs. He, he he's shown that you know, is he enough to win the Super Bowl? That's kind of the the point they're trying to get over the hump. He he was real close, didn't quite get him over the hump a few years ago. You know, that's really the the ultimate question is is he the guy that's going to take you ultimately to win with a roster that they feel is a Super Bowl contender right now with all the young guys that they have on it. So 
if they didn't trade up for Trey Lance last year and, and make that draft investment, then yeah, you would go into the year and say we got another veteran who played last year. Hopefully, he returns back from a shoulder surgery and he's ready to continue to lead us and continue to win a lot of games with the supporting cast around him. But as long as Trey Lance is on the roster, you can only wait so long, in my opinion, right? You're paying Garoppolo a ton of money. You put in a ton of draft capital to get Trey Lance. You got a lot invested in that quarterback position. At some point, you got to pick one and move forward um, because this this tends to, to linger and become kind of a distraction for teams. And the question that everybody in the locker room is getting is who's the quarterback? It's just it's not in the best interest of the organization in the long term. 14-year NFL veteran, Fox NFL analyst Greg Olson, former tight end, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And, Greg, you and I have both been through contract negotiations and OTAs and things of that nature and making decisions on whether or not we want to participate in the offseason or stay home with our families. How big of a deal is it that some of these quarterbacks are missing OTAs right now? You know, I think it depends who it is, right? I think, you know, for certain guys, you know, for the Aaron Rodgers of the world or the Tom Brady's of the world, you know, whether they're there or not, I mean, those guys have so much time under their belt. They've had so many reps. They've had so much opportunity. You know they're taking care of themselves, and you know when it gets real in, you know, training camp and into the regular season, nobody's putting in the time commitment that, that guys at that level are. So for them to kind of take a little deep breath in the off season and miss some of the workouts and some of the OTA stuff, I don't think is necessarily – the end of the world. I think for a lot of the young quarterbacks, a lot of the young guys that are really trying to not only build a career for themselves, but earn a role on the team or, or, you know, solidify themselves as a starter. I think it's, it's, it's non-negotiable. I think they've got to be there. They've got to earn the respect of their teammates. They've got to put in the work so that they can continue to get time under task and get comfortable going into training camp. So I would encourage all young guys as many times as you can get in front of coaches, as many times as you can get out there and show what you can do. You should be there. Now, you, you you talk about 49ers with Debo Samuel, and yeah, you know I think the report was he wasn't going to go to OTAs and minicamp. Like you know, I get it. As you said, uh, Keyshawn, it's 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 tough when you're fighting for a new contract. And here's a guy that's been highly productive. He can play multiple positions. He's he's arguably one of their best players on the entire roster, and he wants to be paid like he sees all these other wideouts throughout the league and, and what they're paying him. So. Contract negotiations are tough. I'm always on the side of guys should get paid as much as they can. Their time is, in this league is short. Your value is what is what the league sets it as, and you should be paid accordingly um, amongst your peers. So th- there's always some nuance to why guys aren't there, and in those cases I always understand it. But when it's time to play, you know, at the end of the day, you just hope that all these guys show up for camp and, and are ready to go. Speaking of guys showing up, Kyler Murray is a guy who hasn't shown up to OTAs thus far. How surprised are you how things are playing out in the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, speaking of a new contract? Yeah, I think that's a situation they've, they've got to figure out, and they've got to figure out quickly. I mean, here's your, here's your young quarterback. You know, at a time, you know, last year, he, he was in the running to potentially be an MVP. I mean, he was playing at a high level. I know they kind of fell off as the season went on. But, you know, he's a young guy that, you know, you, you take number one overall. You know, he's kind of been at the start with, with him and, and Kingsbury. They kind of came in together and, and started kind of that rebirth of that franchise. And, you know, they, they got to determine whether whether they believe in if he's the guy. And if they do, which I think for all reasons, why wouldn't they? I think he's shown more than enough that that he's their future. 
then I think, you know, they've got to come to an agreement and, and make that known and get this distraction behind them. And, and as an organization, all get on the same page. Because when you're young, you know, when the face of your franchise is, you know, a young quarterback in the, in the early few years of his, of his career, and he wants the team to make a commitment to him, and he wants to be shown that respect and shown that, you know, that level of commitment, you know, sometimes the team's got to find a way to make it work. And if there's if there's any sort of disconnect there and, and they don't believe he's the guy, then and they got a lot of problems on their hand because not only is he going to be disgruntled with his contract, but then do they have a Baker Mayfield situation where, you know, he's on the team, but he's not really the guy they want to believe in. And next year they're trying to find a new guy. I'm not suggesting that's the case, but that's all, you know, that's inevitably where a lot of this stuff leads. So if I was Arizona, I'd find a way to, to get him back in camp, address his contract, commit to him for the future because for them to have a good year this year and for them to continue to move forward and progress, he's going to be – he's the biggest factor on that team. And, and they're going to need him not only there and present, but they're going to need him engaged and completely all in um, if they're going to have a chance to make a run and get back to where they were early last year. Especially if DeAndre Hopkins is missing the first six games of the season. That is Greg Olson, former tight end, Fox NFL analyst, and 14-year NFL veteran. Greg, thank you so much, man. appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, gee. All right, Keith. For the first time ever, we have a tie for Choose Your Own Adventure. So, as as we're going to try to figure out what to do about that, we'll figure it out. But first, I have this from Straight Talk. Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good, right? Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So, cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless. Now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Wait until you hear what one of our insiders says about a two-time all-star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy so i don't know last night while i was watching the game uh-huh. and Miami's down big, and they, they do the halftime report. And Chuck and Kenny and Shaq and Ernie, the whole crew's out there on the TNT halftime report. And they bring on Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers because they're talking about, you know, this golf challenge uh, that they're uh-huh. going to play in, right? And 
Tom Brady's talking all this stuff and he's saying about, you know, how good of a season and he's saying, well, these guys are going to bet a lot of money. And since I'm one of the lowest, you know, paid quarterbacks, I don't really have money to bet like that. And, and Chuck looks at him and says, well, I think you signed a, a pretty, a pretty lucrative contract. I think you'll be okay. And if you could have seen Tom Brady's face, it was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen. It was almost in a way like he didn't want anybody to know that he was going to get paid $376 million for his 10-year deal. And his answer key was like, well, you know, you guys, you guys have something so special there. And uh, the chemistry and the camaraderie and, like, the way you guys jostled each other. And I was like, man, I hope we don't get that version of Tom Brady on national TV calling games. Well, if he didn't want it out there, his agent shouldn't have put it out there. Well, that's, I want the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tom Brady. Like, I want the guy talking trash, the guy that feels comfortable, the guy that doesn't feel like he's being held back by Bill, che- Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that he was being held back, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't think I don't I don't know what time you're gonna get, um, but if they certainly made a decision to bring him on and be the number one guy on a on a on a television telecast. Uh, to call games, he's got to work at it. He's got to understand there's going to be things that he's going to have to say that he may be uncomfortable with, but that's the business, um, especially if he want to be held to a higher regard like he is as a quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. Do you think you think ultimately his stock will go down if he starts calling games, if he isn't as electrifying as other people in the booth. I, I know it's still It just car- depends on how tricky the producers and directors of the television cameras and the producers get mm-hmm. with making him. Maybe who's ever calling the game with him could carry it, and he, if he struggles out the gate, they, he chimes in from time to time. It just depends. They can make, it, they can make him look like they want to make him look. That's one of the things that people don't talk about as it relates to TV, people think you're you're supposed to just come on and be that guy automatically. Yeah, they the think way your team sets studies, you up matters. Yeah, absolutely, and it it and producers are so vitally important to the success of what we do. And anybody that doesn't understand that doesn't understand this business. And I think Tom Brady will get a fast dose of reality if he thinks that he could just walk in because he's Tom Brady. People aren't going to tune in because you're Tom Brady. They tuning into the games regardless. See that Evan Warner, James Still, Allen Gates. Thank you guys. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You see, Key, I I don't do the ice cream on cake. That's not my thing, and I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not. No, you shouldn't be. And I try to bring you in for my counseling uh, versus Max, my representation, and you did it. You were very ineffective 
That's what the overall consensus was about you on social media. I mean, you're I don't, an ineffective communicator. I, and, and here's what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. Why your if lips I give two damn about like social that? media, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> I can see you on the screen right now. When your lips curl up like that, I can tell you start getting pissed off. <laughs> no, I'm not pissed. But if I care about what social media is saying, then I'm in trouble, Jay. And I did do a good job. Mm. I tried to talk you, uh, uh, help you uh, get out of a situation that you talk yourself into. It happens to me. It wouldn't be the first time on the show that you have been, you helped me get out of a situation. That you've talked yourself into? Well, speaking of social media, since you don't like talking about things related to social media, our poll is up for what we should talk about here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's talk. The Kardashian super team. Is that speaking 12? of, speaking of, come on, you got to do that now. Yeah, speaking well, I, I, of I, I, social media. Yeah, speaking of social media, the awkward, horrible transitions that we do every day in radio. Kardashian super team. That just sounds weird. The super team of the Kardashians. What does that mean? I feel like that's an aggregate of so many different fields. Well, you got the <laughs> professional super team of the basketball players that they allegedly dated as a family. The rappers. You have the, the, you have the, the uh, entertainment side of the music world industry that they've allegedly dated or been linked to. Any politicians? Guys that, huh? Any politicians? No, not yet. Not that we know. Okay. So, no, we, if we covered the – What the – Political vertical. I they got that it was all being covered. covered. In other words, is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff to be. No, covered. they have dated a politician. They were married to one. Who? Kanye West. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm done. Anyway, Kardashian super team, twelve point two percent. Well, the guy ran for president. He, yeah, sure. Heat show no effort, twenty six point eight percent. College football super conference, the SEC. 30.4%. And can the Warriors be beat? 306 Barely squeaking the win out, Key. What do you, so what do you think about it, Key, overall? If the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat, I, I, I may, if the Boston Celtics are healthy, pick them to beat the Golden State Warriors. But if the Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics, I pick the Warriors easily. You know, I think that the Warriors are on to something right now, and they're going to be rested. This, this Miami Heat-Boston Celtics series could go to 6-7. to seven. And this looks like a broom that will be brought out tonight against the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas for game four. Uh, the, the, the blood is, is in the water and the sharks are circling in Dallas. Oh, there's no, no water in Dallas for sharks, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and so when you look at the lineup that the Golden State Warriors present versus what they're going up against in Luka and company, they're outmanned. Dallas just doesn't have enough. And I think Draymond and company, they want to get this thing over with so they can now sit back for a week or so and just chill. You know that old school line, you're only as good as the company you keep? Uh, Because you reminded me of that when you said Luca and company. And I'm thinking, man, Draymond and company is so different than Luca and company. Draymond and company is Stephen Curry, a guy that could crack the top ten. Draymond and company is Jordan Poole, one of the most prolific scorers we've seen that kind of teeters between a starter and a guy coming off the bench. Uh, Draymond Company is Clay Thompson, a guy that is an elite shooter, still finding his sea legs defensively, but making huge strides. And Draymond Company is Andrew Wiggins, who's a, not only a lockdown defender, but probably has the best poster uh, out of all superstars in the playoffs thus far. It's probably up there in conversation for is it one of the best dunks we've seen in the postseason. So I, I just feel like they're equipped with too much firepower key when it's all said and done. I hope, though, 
for Mark Cuban's sake and Luka Doncic's sake, that they can make this at least respectable. And by respectable, well, I mean win one game, Key. Win one well, game. I know one thing. I know one thing. Mark Cuban better do is stop getting in the tit for tat little matches with Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and worry about his damn team winning the game. Why Lil Wayne go so hard though? <laughs> then he had to delete the tweet. He said because he just don't. He don't. You know how it is, man. Just because you got a bunch of money and you're on the team, you're not gonna talk crazy and reckless to me. Yeah, but I mean, you got to win those games. I mean, that, that's the point. I mean, he look. He got the game against Phoenix in Game 7. Little Wayne was saying courtside. He played it smooth. The lyrics matched exactly with the, with the picture. I mean, you just got to – now you got to yeah, complete Yeah, but you know deal. he ain't going to let – he ain't going to let – he's not going to let Mark Cuban talk reckless to him. Just not going to happen. I understand we respect Mark. We like Mark. He's a good friend of ours. But we not – Little Wayne ain't having it. It leads me down this little path on Luka. Who do you if you could have Luca with anybody in the NBA? Anybody? I'm not. Don't worry about trade restrictions. Don't worry about any of that. Who would you like to see Luca Doncic paired up with, one day? Knowing his game, knowing how he plays, knowing like he's a an alternative version of LeBron from a passing scoring perspective, not as elite athletically, uh, but still as talented to a degree. I wouldn't mind seeing him with a healthy Kawhi Leonard mm. because mm. I need somebody because mm. he ain't going to do it. So I need a, somebody that's a two-way guy that's at a high level because Luka ain't going to play no defense. He plays zero. So I need somebody because I can't have him with somebody that – I mean, I would – I can't have him with somebody that's not going to play defense, right? Yeah. No, you're right on that. So if I, if I got a healthy Kawhi Leonard, that would work. A healthy Paul George would work for me. I need somebody that could do both. I see what you're trying to do. I see you're you're breaking up the Clipper organization right in, right in front of our eyes, no, right in real time. No, no I would have okay. taken him. You... I would have taken him and put him with Kevin Durant, but that's too much the same to me. A part and of me, to Philly. A part of me wants to see you say who DeAndre Ayton play there. Nah. Well, like, well, here's the thing. Like a lot of people are questioning DeAndre Ayton. And his role within the Phoenix Suns, they're not sure they want to pay him. They can use a big that gives him versatility and also gives him gives him a presence defending the rim. That, I don't know. You get him, Mikel Bridges. Maybe that's something that you do. You work out a trade package, or Zach Levine, something like that. Anyway, Jay, will you have passed the test over the last hour and a half? Welcome to ESPN Radio, sir. Yes. Thank you for riding this train wreck with us today. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.